0: welcome to the birth uprising podcast with me jade and me alex we're two birth experts who aren't afraid to say it how it is join us weekly where we will discuss everything pregnancy birth and postnatal we'll be joined by special guests with all sorts of expertise so be ready to get informed get knowledgeable and realize how fucking amazing you truly are So welcome to the very first uh, Birth Uprising podcast.
1: Yes. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Done. Well and done. You can expect more of this good stuff. <laughs> For fuck's sake. This is episode one, so do bear with us as we kind of get used to this format. We are pretty good at everything that we do. So you can expect this to be excellent going forward. Absolutely. Going forward, definitely. This is a uh, (laughs) little taster. Um,
0: So, yeah, we've got no guests this week. So Alex and I will just kind of have a bit of a chat, talk about hypnobirthing as that's our um, bread and butter. Um, And then... In the weeks coming forward, we will have guests on lots of different topics. Um, And if you've got anybody in particular or any topics in particular, then we urge you to get in contact with us. Let us know, because there is so many people out there that we
1: want to speak to. And the more suggestions we get, the more people we're probably going to speak to. Yeah. And if there are people that don't know who we are, maybe you should tell them to come on our podcast. Yes, because we're very cool and edgy. we're so cool and edgy. (laughs) Um, Check out our Insta for why we're called that goodness (laughs) you how you doing we are back in the office after christmas
0: first week back yes first day back we've the thing is before christmas we weren't really coming in much because baby and that baby little baby kids illnesses christmas was great though everyone was poorly the entirety of christmas um we had ear infection Christmas. i don't know if i told you christmas day i had to go out and get um eye drops for river for fuck's sake (laughs) got
1: um conjunctivitis on christmas (laughs) eve excellent um so all i really know is that you messaged me on christmas eve night i think it was but i didn't even see it until like christmas afternoon saying like fucking typical someone's ill or whatever yeah
0: yeah rudy had an ear infection we had to get antibiotics for Luckily, I thought about the fact that it was nearly Christmas and it'd be impossible to get them. So I took him to the doctors before he seemed very ill. And she was like, that's an ear infection. I was like, excellent, cool. Uh, So we got antibiotics for that. And then Riv got poorly. Um, I was poorly. It's just, I feel like the last few weeks of last year, every fucker was poorly.
1: It does kind of feel like from the kids going back to school, to be honest, in September. Yeah. I think Silas was only a few weeks old when like the first illness hit. And mm. then it just seemed like maybe it wasn't constant for us, but the fact that we worked together, it was just passing it back and forth uh, and stuff. It seemed like some one of our six children, six or ourselves, children. or our husbands, were ill. Husbands. Every time. Yeah,
0: you don't have a husband. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was it was gross. But I'm looking forward to this year in the hope that, you know for some reason the fact it's a new year means there's no illnesses that's how it works like illnesses no oh, right yeah, yeah, yeah it's a
1: brand new fresh start yeah
0: viruses they go like, right yeah that's well, new, new year so <laughs>
1: um yeah we've got a lot coming up this year mm. we were just saying how like when you love your job yeah you're not like oh god back to the office we're like raring to go i was buzzing to leave the house this morning so nice get the kids into their
0: uniforms yeah. and popped off elsewhere. Get, out of it. get out of here <laughs> little ones can they're fine for the moment but yeah it was it was nice i do like the beginning of the new year mm. and like new year new stuff like this podcast has been in the making for how long <laughs> how long you have been trying to do this for <laughs> such a long time um and i feel like the new year is just kind of in the kick up the ass to be like right let's fucking do this and so that's what we're doing
1: yeah podcast is going to be regularly happening now that we've done this first one yeah that's what we need is just that first one to kick it off we just need to get a foot (laughs) out the door don't we um youtube is going to be regular regular again Mm. um you can check out our youtube we are excellent yeah Um I will keep saying stuff like that because if you say it enough, you will start to believe it and make it so. Absolutely. Um, what else? We've got loads of plans for our birthy community this year. Yeah, Um, this is I think
0: what I'm most excited about. So when people join our digital pack, they then enter our like birthy community and we've got so many basically this year is about putting into that and doing more in that and giving even more, um, which is going to be really exciting because I this is the year that we make even more of a difference in the birth world because I'm yeah. sick to death of people being bullied and pushed into things that aren't evidence-based and coming out feeling shit about things. And I think this is the year that we make even more difference than we already have been. Like,
1: we've been doing pretty good. Oh, absolutely. But I'm loving in the community seeing people answer each other's questions, mm. um, like, providing them with, like, evidence and resources, some, like, advice on certain types of birth and stuff yeah. like that, so that people are they're just sharing that knowledge aren't they Yeah. kind of that's what we've always wanted was to build this like movement of people that know that they get to make the decisions Mm -hmm. and know that there are you know different places to look for evidence and they don't just have to kind of do as they're told yeah so that's kind of us that's where we've been yeah that's where we're going
0: So every episode we are going to um, ask our guests um, certain questions, the same ones, every time for a little bit of it. And because we've got no guests, we'll have to be our own guests this time. So question number one that we're going to ask everyone, what is your dream meal to have after you've given birth? Like, let's think like no holds barred, like you can have whatever the hell you want. Like there's no like, oh, but I couldn't get that here. no, 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 no. no anything in the entire world that you would like after giving birth, are you going to go typical tea and toast? Oh, uh, <laughs> are you going to go like, you know, something that you had on your honeymoon, you know, et cetera. Anything you want. Think off menu with James A. Custer and Ed Gamble, which by the way is an excellent podcast if you've not listened to that. So we, so Alex gone. I think I know that right. answer so,
1: already. Oh, I don't know if I know my answer to that, So <laughs> I feel like you don't um i'm gonna say get fucked with your tea and toast <laughs> i don't understand why everyone's Not like that I, I didn't have that with zeke and silas because it was at home mm-hmm. and i would have punched anyone who tried to give me a bit of toast <laughs> um but first time round, i had the shittest bit of toast okay. Wasn't shit, what you'd cold been... brown mm. toast oh shit yeah and i just i don't know what people are talking about i would probably let's say you know wildest dreams obviously i'm going to just mix up from my local takeaways so you know i'm thinking a nice burger maybe a yummers which if you're not in northampton you won't know about but it is excellent it's very similar to like a five guys burger but better better. i would say that with maybe like a mcdonald's chips (laughs) maybe a little nando's broccoli i knew (laughs) that nando's broccoli that's what i was saying i know what it's gonna be and i was
0: fucking right this one, whenever we get a Nando's, me and Alex have a takeaway. We get a Nando's a yeah. lot. And when we get a Nando's, I'm like, right, well, chips, and Alex like broccoli. I'm like, stop it. But she does love a broccoli.
1: Yeah. Absolutely loves is it. Is that lame uh, oil or whatever Ooh. it is? Oh, yes. <laughs> and, you know, I'm going to probably want a side of something. Maybe some sort of lovely chicken wings. Yeah. Maybe like a Nando's wing. Drink. Oh, drink. drink, drink appetizer, 100%.
0: Yeah, nice. that'll are do you, me. Are you having anything sweet afterwards? A little bit of dessert
1: in there? My um, little um, what are they called? Cr- cr- oh yes, <laughs> yes. Um, a local place to us, muffin break. I don't know if that's a train. I think does. It um. It's basically a croissant in the shape of a muffin that's filled with Biscoff. has a little bit of Biscoff crumble on the top. Mm. And it is my favourite sweet thing I've ever tried. And I'm not really into sweet she stuff. I hate sweet stuff like, usually. I'm obsessed with these. Yeah. Yeah. She's so eating a lot of, one them. of them. <laughs> I'm having two of them. <laughs> Fuck it. I've just given birth. <laughs> you can't have many I'm, either, having nice. I'm having two lots of McDonald's chips. I'm having a You're going you to go large. You're going to get two lots. Oh, I'm having two large chips. Okay. Well, oh, 100%. Yeah, yeah. You just
0: push an actual human Yeah, vagina. Of course you've run a
1: marathon, mate. I'm having probably four cans of apple yeah and yeah, I'm having at least two croffins. You're yeah, well, going, going to be home. off your tits. Yeah, absolutely,
0: I like it. That's anyway, that's me. You. That's, that's you. you. All right, mine. Okay, steak. Okay, medium, Lovely. medium rare from Heston Blumenfiles restaurant. Oh, of course. Yeah, because I went there and it was the best steak I've ever <laughs> eaten. Simply the
1: best. <laughs>
0: <laughs> chips wise, I like a fry. I, I love like how, have... how
1: we're both like. There's got to be chips. Yeah, there's chips.
0: Yeah. There's a, how right any dream meal has got to have chips on the side okay. i do not understand people that are like i'll have potatoes on the side in the shape of chips yeah <laughs> i'm not having it where you're just having like i new think it potatoes. depends what it is like no
1: new potatoes can fuck off but <laughs> if it's like a pie if it's a pie i want mash mm, no. yeah
0: okay maybe a bit more of that but any other thing mm. is chips do you know what i really like there used to be a i can't always call was a restaurant in london like a burger thing. It used to go on a little street oh, together. We it. are in London. Um,
1: <laughs> did you know she used to love in London? Live in,
0: I used to love that. Love um <laughs> But they did the best chips and they were salted with like rosemary mm. and stuff. Mm. Like oh, they were beautiful. Them, if I can remember what they're called, what that place was called. Um, that was really, really good. Um, would I olives? Oh yeah. Some olives on the side as well. And what sauce would I want with my steak? Something a bit like creamy, like a creamy sauce. Mm. I'm all for just the blood that's running out of it. <laughs> Absolute carnival. We be vegetarians. <laughs> I know. <laughs> <laughs> that went to shit. And for a dessert, I really like um, strudel. Oh, yeah, like an I, apple strudel. Like an apple strudel. Yeah, yeah. Some cream over it. That would no, be great. Um, and that after giving birth, that would just be the best meal. And I would also like, You please, any,
1: like, side with your, just steak and chips? Steak and chips. Money. Not any of that nice creamy mushroom thing that we yeah. had. Oh, there, that was good. Yeah, Could I have mushroom? a side? of no, my- that's just more meat. Fine. But fine. I was just it- giving birth. I need the protein. <laughs> it's basically
0: a steak again, <laughs> a side of steak. You <laughs> like know, that
1: seven-hour beef brisket. Yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but from um, Nuevo. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, red. So I'll have a steak and then red wine brisket as a side. <laughs>
1: This is in your yeah, wildest dreams day. Wildest
0: dreams, exactly. Um, and then to drink, I'd like an IPA, probably Punk IPA from Brewdog. Um, and I don't want enough to get drunk, but I want enough that I want to drink this as I'm being sewn up. Um, oh because I will.
1: Love you assuming that. Yeah, I will. Tear, I tear. Yeah. I
0: tear every time. I'm not bothered about that. But if I could have gas and air and beer at the same time, that sounds like a great time. But I'm a good time girl, and that's. <laughs> party <laughs> that seems like a party and a <laughs> half like honestly so yeah that's mine I think that will uh, do nicely after giving birth someone gave me that i would be like can I do this every week yeah. so that I can have this meal all the time
1: now this is not part of the format but in reality
0: what was your first meal after Oh, this should be part of the format because I quite like that. Yeah, <laughs> okay. this is part of the format. This is not part of the format. <laughs> um, after Rudy, I think I had tea and toast at the hospital, but I can't remember it. No, it, well, it could have been. That Wasn't great. the best tea and toast don't of your life you, then? Don't you think that the tea and toast, the best of your life, is because somebody from my, and this might be me just being really cynical, and I've not really formulated this properly. How I'm going to say this in my head? So wait for it. Um. That we are so conditioned to not be looked after that the simple act of a Someone medical professional giving you toast. something makes yeah. you think
1: I'm very grateful for this. Do you reckon? Also, you've most likely been told for the last day or two that you can't have anything to eat. Yeah, and so which is bullshit. It's you know when you watch things like um, like where survival programs yeah. where someone's found like a fucking a few slugs and boiled them up and what? they're eating them. And they're like, oh, this is the best thing I've ever eaten. <laughs> It could just be that. Yeah. Not, I haven't eaten for fucking days. Oh, my God. That yeah. battery goodness. Oh, sustenance. Yeah. Right. So, fuck your tea and toast. Yeah. Um, with Bowie,
0: my first meal was a steak and a brew dog. Nice. So, I was quite happy. Like, Luke went out to a restaurant and got us um, some... I thought you might have just went out for a meal. No, I, just, I and... just had a baby. He, he went, went out for a meal, left me with the toddler. It. He came into the nice. smoke pit and got me the brisket. Mm. Um, and then with River, because he was born later in the evening, not a lot was open, so my mum went and got us a McDonald's, which I was really yeah. happy about because yeah. it's McDonald's.
1: I had McDonald's after the third as yeah. well. Um yeah, first time shit to tools, yeah. we've covered that. Um second time round I had to convince my ADHD husband to stop putting the pull away and please go to Tesco to get me something to eat, otherwise I was going to pass out. <laughs> um and he went and got pastries for me and my mum and him and the midwives. I just had like a couple of cross nuts, I think. Can't think what I had to drink, but I would have had some sort of drink as well. Mm. And then yeah, McDonald's breakfast after Silas. Probably two, two McMuffin's. Nice. Um, couple of coffees probably, you know, to keep me going. Um this was Probably about six hours before I had the placenta. <laughs> you were holding that thing are. in for a while, weren't you? Holding that in for a long, long time. <laughs> we will maybe cover that at yeah. some point in the We podcast. should do
0: our, our birth stories on one podcast yes. as well. because I think it
1: might be worth getting my doula on to discuss yeah. the uh, nine hour because I want to know what she was thinking because <laughs> as far as I was concerned she was very calm but I want to know. she was going needs to come <out.
0: laughs> So yeah, we'll
1: invite her on to yes. uh, talk about that. Right,
0: so we are going to talk about hypnobirthing because that, like I said, that is what we are well-known for we're not going to cover it in great lengths this le- this lesson this lesson <laughs> <Fuck it laughs> Go this- the next lesson. <laughs> <laughs> this episode um due to the fact that we do need a lot longer and this is just a short one to kind of get us going but we just wanted to kind of talk about what it is and what it isn't really because i think hypnobirthing yeah. often is given a a bad rep because of its name and because of its history
1: yeah like name wise that Put both of us off first oh, yeah. time around didn't it we didn't do and <laughs> yeah it sounds shit it sounds like someone's going to be swinging a clock mm-hmm. and things like that I definitely thought that it sounded like something that I would have to actively like concentrate on yeah. which is not my strong point <laughs> and so I just thought oh I won't be able to do it yeah. and I think a lot of people come to us saying that I'm not sure if is for me I don't know if I'll be able to do it yeah and it really isn't something that you do it's like a it's a state of mind man <laughs> um no but it's like it's a whole process it's changing the way that you feel about birth and that in turn changes the way that you birth it changes your mindset around birth it changes your views around the decisions that you make because you know that you're the decision maker and you understand a bit about what's actually a bit you understand a lot about what actually happens during birth so you can build confidence in it and you can kind of come from an informed place when you're making your decisions and that might be the decision to have a home birth have an induction have a cesarean whatever it is you're going into informed and not just thinking i've got a small frame so i won't be able to birth this baby which is bullshit yeah or my family just can't give birth vaginally so i'll end up having a cesarean like people come to us with these things that They've thought throughout their whole lives about birth. They've been told by people, yeah. yeah. And they get perpetuated. And that is really what hypnobirthing is about, is it's getting rid of those things. It's relearning, isn't
0: yeah. it? It's relearning about birth from a societal point of view. It's relearning about your body. Um, it's relearning about the fact that you are in charge. Because I think uh, what happens a hell of a lot of the time is that we go, we get pregnant, and we feel like immediately... Right, I see all control is relinquished and the healthcare professionals they're in charge, they know best. Mm. And actually, yes, we're very lucky to have these healthcare professionals when there is an actual emergency, but our bodies are really clever and they know what to do. And we've kind of forgotten that because we get pregnant and we think that we don't have any control anymore. Whereas actually, birth works. Birth just works when it is left alone. Um, and like I said, there are circumstances where we need them, but on the whole, every part of, um, birth in hospitals all of the interventions they are overused when they really don't need to be and that's another part of hypnobirthing is learning that and learning to question stuff learning that you can question everything including you're saying I don't need an induction well I feel like something's not right like learning to trust your own instincts is something that we are very hot on and hypnobirthing for us has not just been for pregnancy and birth, like it has been a complete lifestyle change for me. Like I used to be very, very meek and quite quiet in like any what? circumstances, um, especially where it was circumstances where somebody who was deemed um, higher in society than myself, like a doctor, would say something and I just agree with them. Whereas now, actually, what I've learned is to do my own research into things and it has. Um, It's done me well being like that. And I think that's something that people often take away from hypnobirthing, which they're totally not expecting to.
1: And I think it it really does build that sort of confidence and so that they know that they might not be an expert, but they do Mm. know what they're talking about. And I think what people can sometimes associate hypnobirthing with being like anti-intervention and things like that. But what we find is that so many people will come to us and say, You know, I did really well at this part and I was enjoying birth. I was just doing like, I used gas and air. I was feeling like I was in control of things. When I got to the hospital, I was seven centimetres. I feel really good about myself. And then I decided for xyz reason that it was necessary to have this thing and people then feel more positive about any interventions that they do have because they've decided to Mm -hmm. have them based on their knowledge and based on kind of having all the information and not just turning up at the hospital doing things that are just the done thing, and then feeling like afterwards, was that really necessary? Finding can, out later, yes, yeah. finding out later. They've known to make ask the questions ahead of time. They've known to ask for a bit more time, to ask for some time mm. to discuss it with their birth partner, and so they've come out of it like forceps wasn't necessarily my first choice. Yeah, but, is it anyone's? No, well, probably not. <laughs> probably not. Well, I've <laughs> never yet met anyone who's going into <laughs> birth and thinking, I, I'd love a forceps, forceps yeah. delivery but we do have a lot of people in our DMs saying how the course or hypnobirthing in general has really helped them to feel positive about their forceps delivery. And they often remark, like, I never would have thought that I'd have felt so positive about that sort of birth because it really wasn't the birth that I was after. And that's what we're all about here at TVU is you getting a birth that you feel happier about. We don't give a shit what kind of way you birth your baby, where you birth your baby, as long as you feel fucking good about it.
0: Yeah. And I think that's, it's important to say that because like you said, there is this misconception that that hypnobirthing is just about home births, birthing vaginally um, and no pain relief and not being touched. Whereas actually it really isn't like Alex said, we don't care if you want a cesarean, then have a cesarean. This is the point. It's giving you back your rights to your body that you've already got but you may feel like you don't. And that for me is the biggest part of hypnobirthing. But also alongside it, there are other things I think hypnobirthing is more known for. So the breathing techniques. I don't think you can appreciate how amazing the breathing techniques are until you are in the depths of labor and breathing is just working.
1: Yeah, it's getting you through. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And these things do take practice and that change of mindset does take practice mm-hmm. and it takes time to kind of get okay with the idea that your birth could be a positive experience to kind of finalize that birth plan and really decide what it is that you want it might be that you've been told throughout your pregnancy that a certain way of birthing is your only option and then you discover hypnobirthing discover you've got more options and need to take the time to look into those and that's why we will always say Start hypnobirthing as soon as you know you want to do it. Yes, don't be like, oh, it's you know, I'm gonna start. Like we have people who buy the course and then they're like, oh, I've decided I'm gonna start it when I get to 30 weeks. Like you're 25 weeks now, mate. Yeah. Do it. Just do it now. Just get on with it because there are so many
0: tools in it. Like there is the advocacy, there is the knowing your rights. So there's the breathing. There are the more airy fairy kind of things that people shy away from. But the way that we come at them is with the science because. Alex and I are very much along the lines of, right, you can tell me that works, but why? I'm a wire. Like, show me why it works, and then I will understand it. Um, If you can't show
1: me why, then I'm not interested. Like, I did quite like affirmations when I was pregnant with Zeke, Mm -hmm. my second, but I thought they were just a nice thing Mm. because the why it works hadn't been explained to me. So it just seemed like, oh, yeah, that's a nice little confidence boost. But actually, we do talk about why that works, what part of your brain is that working with, and what is it doing to your thought process? It's not just something nice. No. We do have some people say like, oh, I think affirmations are really nice, but I just don't get why they would work. Yeah. But that's what we're trying to yeah. help people with is yeah. understanding why the things work and believing that they will work for yeah. you. And, and if they don't think the they matter, work, it? don't fucking use yeah. them. Don't worry
0: about it. This is the thing. Hypnobirthing is a toolkit and you can pick and choose what you want to use from it. Like, I um, I really like the affirmations. They really worked for me third time round. Um, second time round, I, I didn't understand why I was doing them, so I didn't. they didn't really work for me. Visualisation as well. Even third time round, I thought that's not really something that I'm into. I understand it. I think it's great, but I won't probably be using it. However, when I had RIV and my labour was a little bit more complicated, at times I found myself visualising. Him and, being born yeah, and being him all right. Being born, yeah. Everything just being absolutely fine. Like him being born, coming out crying like and I did that and that really helped me get through as well and at times when things got more painful because that's again as well we won't shy away from the fact that birth can be painful we're not saying it's the worst pain in the entire world however you do get sensations you do get feelings you can have pain-free birth but the majority of people won't your muscles are doing something they will get tired and so there will be a likelihood is there'll be a little bit of pain there but rather than pretending like that's not going to happen we will talk about ways of dealing with it. And so when River's birth got to the point where it was painful, um, I was definitely using these visualizations to get me through long signed affirmations. Like my favorite affirmation was, I can do anything for one minute, which is the yeah. average length of a contraction. And so when things were more painful, I was saying that in my head over and over again. And for some reason, I was imagining myself just laying on some grass. I don't know why, where that came from, but that was just working for me. And I never thought it would because I am not that way inclined usually. Like, But when you understand the science behind shit, you, you are more likely
1: to use it. I was definitely using that. I can do anything for one minute, third time round as well. And do you know what I think about visualisation? I think that when you learn about visualisation, you think of it even then as something that's like a standalone thing that you sit down and do Yeah. when actually most of us will use visualisation at some yeah. point, yeah, Basically. like, you know you're just kind of almost visualizing yourself getting out of the house on time for this bed. meeting, getting <laughs> out of bed so that you can start the day it might be that you know on some level I was probably using a bit of visualization preparing to free birth yeah. like you know the idea in my head that this baby was going to be born at home there was no need to go anywhere there was no need to call anyone and getting that to a point where that felt like that was going to be how it was I didn't sit down and go right now I'm going to visualize that and I think that's what maybe people don't realize is that you can just very casually visualize that positive outcome and still get the benefits of it yeah
0: and we do use it like I know it's really we're going on holiday this year we've not been on holiday for ages and I keep thinking about it and in my head thinking about how it's going to be that's visualization even though it's not like sitting down and being like, right, like, so they're going to enter the hotel. Every now and again, I'm just like, oh yeah, I can imagine me sitting on that balcony. Mm. And I'm like getting really excited about it. And that is all visualization is. And it is really amazing. So we definitely, when it comes to hypnobirthing, come at ways, come at things in a way that means that people can feel a lot more at ease with it and feel like
1: it's more realistic for them. And feel like there's no way that they could possibly do it wrong. Yeah. Or there's no way that I it could, it could possibly like be like, it doesn't work for me. Yeah. Because that, when we first started this, we would quite often come up to people who were like, oh, I tried hypnobirthing, but then I had a cesarean. Yeah. Or I tried hypnobirthing, but it, it didn't work. work. Like, and we just don't see it that way. Right. Hypnobirthing is something that you do during pregnancy. It's getting that knowledge. It's practicing those mm-hmm. tools. It's using what you feel like you need on the day and coming out of your birth, hopefully, Feeling yeah. much more positive than you would have done without it. There's no, yes, you've smashed it. There's no tick box right. of, oh, sorry, you missed that bit off. So that's not quite hypnobirthing. Yeah, you didn't get to do that. Yeah.
0: There's no gatekeeping. We nope. do not gatekeep hypnobirthing. Like, if you, even if you use hypnobirthing and you came out and you don't feel positive, like your birth didn't go the way you wanted, things happen and you feel a bit shit about it. But in your head, you're thinking, if I hadn't have had hypnobirthing, it could have been even worse, for example. Yeah. You hypnobirft because the fact that you used it made a difference to you. Um, And that to me is amazing that people can just use it and take what they want and need from it. And I think that's really, really important that there's no like golden standard for it. Well, this is it
1: because if people think that there's some perfect way of birthing, they're Mm -hmm. always going to be disappointed because no birth is perfect. So they're going to come out of birth and feel like, oh, I've done it wrong when actually... Birth is messy. Yeah, birth is loud. It is unpredictable. It is often at times painful. Yeah, and so if you are expecting to have this pain-free, completely intervention-free, completely panic-free, completely mess-free mm-hmm. birth, it's quiet and you're just breathing, and then your baby's born. Most people are going to look back afterwards and think, "I failed. That was not perfect." Yeah, yeah.
0: this is the thing, isn't it? And you can have all of those things and have a really positive birth and just feel amazing about it. And birth can be all them things, but birth can be glorious and loud can be a really positive thing. And, you know, the mess can be a positive thing, like getting your baby out and being covered in the vernix and everything. It's just fucking amazing. But it's the realistic side of things that we want to go for and we want to prepare people for. And that for us, that is hypnobirthing in a nutshell. Yeah, like we could go on and on and we will over Mm -hmm. the next episode episodes of this podcast but that's kind of our um little spiel to why hypnobirthing is amazing how we can hypnobirthing and kind of why you should keep listening to this podcast because you can expect us to tell it how it is give you lots of information and probably make you really hungry and make you really hungry
1: (laughs) (laughs) Um, So, yeah, that's us for this episode. You can join us next time where we may have a guest. We may be going into hypnobirthing in a bit more detail, all our birth stories. Let's face it, we don't know yet. We aren't sure yet, but it will be something. It will be something, and you can listen. (laughs) That's us for today. We hope you loved this episode.
0: We'll be back next week with more birthy goodness.
1: In the meantime, come and join us on the gram at The Birth Uprising, where we'll be prattling around and talking all things birthing. If you want more from
0: us, then check out our digital pack at www.thebirthuprising.com. that day.